nobody, she got it. Any topic, beat it up like she rocky. It's about every game but hockey. These other pods do it sloppy. No copy and pasting. Only thing we plotting is most domination from east to the west. North to the south. Pull up J spot for the win. Yeah. Pull up J spot for the win. Yeah. Guarantee it's going in. Yeah. Just pull up J spot for the win. Yeah. We got Nelly with the news, double lose, don't be misconstrued, these is all facts, from the contracts to the combat, from the end zone to who at bat for the win, yeah, just pull up their spot for the win, yeah, pull up their spot for the win, just pull up their spot for the win. I want to welcome you into another episode of the J-Spot Thank you guys for listening today to this episode. This is the last episode of 2022. Um, How about that? This year has definitely gone by fast. It seems like we were just enjoying the summer in 2022. Now we're going into a new year, 2023. Man, it has been, it's been a good year. It's been a crazy year when it comes to sports, on the field, off the field, on the court, when it comes to basketball, off the court. Um, It's been a crazy year, so just wanted to do a quick episode, a recap of 2022, so let's jump right into it. Let's start off with football. We're right in the middle of football season. Uh, We actually got a few games that are on right now, currently tonight. Um, It's been some, in my opinion, some teams that underperformed, and it's been some teams that performed great that I didn't personally expect um, of course, when it comes to underperforming, I got to talk about my Broncos. Um, <laughs> it has been a horrible season for the Broncos. Man, who would have expected this? I know I didn't. I think nobody expected the Broncos to look the way they looked after trading for Russell Wilson. But man, he has had a horrible season. Um, offensively, it's just been a bad season. I think defensively, they actually have been okay. They've actually kept the offense in the game, but the offense just has not been scoring points. And Russ has looked bad, man. He he's definitely had some crazy crazy criticism this season, which has been warranted. Um, I think that the criticism got a little bit unwarranted when it became personal. I think that some of the media, some of the commentators got a little bit personal when it came to Russ and kind of took the criticism off the field. And I think that's when it kind of got out of line. You can criticize him all you want about his play on the field, but I just think that it got a little personal. But man, he has played horrible. And they're calling the, the trade that we did with the Seahawks the worst trade. They're saying he don't have it no more. Uh, I personally think that he still can play. I don't think he's lost a step. I think that it was just the wrong scheme. And I just think he just had a bad year. I think that next year he'll play a little bit better. Now I am a Russell Wilson fan. I've always have been. So maybe I'm a little bit biased. But I don't think that he's he's lost it. I think that he's still good. And he's still capable of being a good quarterback. So I think that going into next season, that he'll look better. I I think that this will be Nathaniel Hackett, the coach, first and last season as the coach of the Denver Broncos. I think that they'll be getting rid of him next season. I think that his decision-making wasn't good. I think that the the play calling wasn't good. 
He did end up giving up the play calling about two to three weeks ago, but I think it was a little bit too late. I think he should have been gave that up. And I, I just don't think that he'll be staying. I, I actually, when they hired him, I actually thought he was going to be a good coach because I think they needed an offensive-minded coach because we really haven't had one in a while. So I, I thought coming in, we've always kind of had a defensive-minded coach the last few years. So I think we kind of needed a shakeup and needed an offensive-minded coach. But, man, he has came in and wet the bed. So... <laughs> It has been, it's been a bad season, but listen, I've gotten texts, I've gotten text messages after every game, I've, man, I've gotten posts, I've gotten all of it, but you heard it here first, I'm a ride or die Denver Bronco fan, so no matter how good, how bad they look, I'm still going to be a fan, let's ride, let's ride into next season, <laughs> so... Um, but man, even the division, the, the AFC... East, I'm sorry, West Division has been horrible outside of the Chiefs. Like, nobody expected this. Everybody thought that the the AFC West Division was going to be one of the best divisions in football. And we have seen that that has not been the case. Uh, the Chargers have not done good this season. The Las Vegas Raiders have underperformed. Of course, the Denver Broncos have underperformed. So... It's been crazy, and to be honest, I thought the Chiefs would drop off this year offensively because they lost their best outside of Kelsey offensive weapon in Tyreek Hill. So I thought that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes would struggle a little bit offensively, but I mean, I guess I I didn't I thought I forgot how good of a quarterback he was and how good of a coach uh, Andy Reid is, but they have continued. They're ten and three. They have continued to to do amazing this year. So kudos to the Chiefs. Um, we got a few good teams in the AFC that could represent the the AFC coming into the Super Bowl. Of course, you got the Chiefs. You got the Bills, who the last few weeks kind of looked a little bit shaky, but I think that was because Allen hurt his elbow and kind of played through the injury. So I think that kind of um, hurt his passing a little bit. It affected his passing a little bit. But I think they're getting back into the form of things. Of course, you got the Chiefs. And then I think you got the Bengals. The Bengals have played good this year um, recently. I think they kind of started off the season a little bit slow. But I think coming coming into these last few games, they have definitely looked good. I would put the Ravens in there, but I don't know. Lamar's hurt. I don't know. He should be coming back soon. But I don't know. I don't know about the Ravens. They they really haven't showed me that they're up there with those other teams that I just mentioned. So I think that it'll be those between those three teams coming out the AFC division to to represent in the Super Bowl. So let's go to the NFC division real quick. I know a lot of my friends uh, are excited, are happy about the Eagles. Eagles right now are twelve and one. They have had a great season. I definitely did not expect them to be 12 and 1. I thought they would be good, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. They have looked amazing. Um on both sides of the ball they have looked good. Jalen Hurts to me is the MVP of the NFL thus far. I think that it's between him and Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I say Patrick is because like I said he lost his offensive weapon. I think people expected the offense to kind of die down a little bit. So I think that he's he's done great with basically 
Kelsey, and then you got the other wide receivers. You got Juju, and you got Marquez, Valdez, Scantlin. But to me, it's between those two with Jalen, Lee, and Patrick. Now, but the Eagles have done good. Now, I know a lot of people say competition doesn't matter. I believe competition matters. I don't care what you say. So I do believe they have had a fairly easy schedule outside of the Vikings. Outside, I'll put the Cowboys in there, even though Dak didn't play. But at the time they played the Cowboys, their defense was like top five in the league. So I'll put the Cowboys in there. To me, outside of those two teams, they have not really played anybody great. Haven't really played a good team. So I'm curious to see how they look when they run into somebody like the 49ers going into the playoffs. And even running back into the Vikings. Uh, The Vikings defensively are iffy. Offensively, I think they've gotten better. So we'll see what happens going into the playoffs. But Eagles definitely... I think will be that top team coming out the NFC. I still believe in the 49ers, even though they're on their third string quarterback. That defense is amazing. That defense is a good defense. As we've seen in Super Bowl 50, when the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl, you can win with a great defense and a not top tier quarterback. Because at that time, Peyton was on his kind of last leg and he did, he was just good enough. Actually, he got hurt that season, but he was good enough to get help them in the Super Bowl. But that defense won them that Super Bowl. So it can happen. You can win with uh, a great defense. And I think the 49ers have probably the best defense in the NFL right now. That is a good defense. So they can definitely give the Eagles some problems. I think that the Cowboys, in a way, can give the Eagles some problems. Now, they had a lot of injuries recently to their secondary So that is going to hurt the Cowboys a little bit. So depending on how they go into the playoffs, how healthy they are, I think that Dak, you know, he'll give you an interception to a game. He got to cut that down a little bit, and they got to run the ball. But I think that the Cowboys and 49ers, more so the 49ers, would give the Eagles problems. Man, how about the Rams? They have been, I believe, the for me, one of the surprising, if not the surprising team in the NFL Winning the Super Bowl last year, coming back this year, they are horrible. They last in their division. They're four and nine. Stafford hurt, probably won't be coming back the rest of the season. Aaron Donald has been out like the last two games. You got Cooper Cup, who's hurt. I don't think he's coming back. I believe he's still on IR. So man, that that has been a disappointment in the Rams. They have been disappointing. The Bucks have been disappointing. And it seems like to me, it's like it's like it's like they're playing like this is their first season together. Like Tom, Mike Evans have not been on the same page this season. It has been like they just acting like they never played with each other before. So it's been it's been crazy to watch that. I don't think just looking at things, I don't know if, if Tom Brady is coming back. I think that he will re-retire. <laughs> after this season and I don't I don't see him coming back we'll see because I thought the same thing last year when he came back but I just don't see Tom coming back after this season but we'll see what happens but I'm excited about the Super Bowl this year because I think that it's going to be a good Super Bowl I think that you'll have teams who people may not have thought would made it make it to the Super Bowl I mean if the Bills make it everybody kind of 
thought that they would represent in the Super Bowl. So, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great Super Bowl this year. I'm I'm excited to see watch the playoffs. I ain't gonna have no team minutes, so I'll just be able to be just a strict fan of the NFL, not of a team, but just a strict uh, strictly football fan and be able to enjoy the playoffs and enjoy the Super Bowl. Let's get into some NBA. Um, just like the NFL, I believe it's been some NFL, some NBA teams that have been a little underwhelming that we thought would have been good this year. You mean you got some teams who started off slow this season. You got the Nets who started off slow this year. And, you know, they had the whole Kyrie thing uh, this season. that So that kind of, I believe, helped them start off slow. And, you know, the whole Kyrie thing, if you haven't heard, I'm sure everybody has heard how he reposted an anti-Semitic movie that was on, I believe, Amazon. And, you know, I didn't really talk about it. A few people asked, and I talked, you know, personally with friends and things. I haven't really spoken out publicly or on the podcast about it. But, you know, I, I had feelings towards both Kyrie and how the organization acted. I felt like... Personally, when you're a star, you have a lot of people that follow you. You have to watch what you say. You got to watch what you do because, you're. I mean, you're in a limelight. That's just how it is. We may not like, like it. Stars may not like it, but that's just how it is. So I do think personally he was wrong for retweeting the movie. Um, I do think that that was wrong. I have not personally seen the movie. I know people who have, and I think that one of the things that I think people were wrong about was I saw a lot of people saying, well, I watched the movie and it was nothing in the movie that was wrong or nothing in the movie that should have made someone be offended by it. But I feel like we can't tell people what they should be offended by. If it offended someone, then it offended someone. I think that it should be a learning experience and a way for us to gain knowledge and then ask the question, well, why did this offend you? What in the movie offended you? We were all raised differently. We all value things differently. We had all have different moral compasses on life and on just different things in general. So I feel like we can't tell people what they should be offended by and what they should not be offended by. That's not our position to tell someone that. That's just like if you offend someone, you may not mean to offend someone, but maybe that person just took it that way. That's just people take things differently. Um, so the only thing we can do is say, hey, I'm sorry, didn't mean to offend you, offend you. It didn't, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. If it did, I apologize because that's not what I meant. So I feel like Kyrie, I don't think he apologized the way they wanted him to when he did the first press conference. And I don't think he realized how people were really offended by it. So I do think that the the whole retweet was wrong. I had no issue with the suspension. Where my issue comes in is how the Nets drafted their statement. And one of the things they said in their statement was he was unfit to either play with the team or be with the team at that moment. I think that's where it just went overboard. I think that the list of things they acts for him to do was just ridiculous. I think that they use that to get out a lot of frustration and a lot of anger for the whole vaccine situation last year and how he didn't get vaccinated and how he wasn't able to play. 
So I think that they used this situation as a way to get back at Kyrie because I think that they were already upset with him. I think that they wanted to trade him this offseason, but they couldn't. They couldn't find a, a trade partner and a team to really take him and give them what they wanted. So I think that this is the way a way to get back at Kyrie. Uh, and I, of course, think that that was bad. Uh, I think that the, the things that they wanted him to do was bad. And then when it comes to Nike, I mean, if you follow Kyrie and follow just the NBA and just him and his relationship with Nike, they've been trying to get rid of him for a minute. So they just used this situation as a way, like, we finally got a way to get rid of him. And they was getting rid of him. So that wasn't surprising to me at all. So, I mean, I'm happy that he's back playing. I think that the league is 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 exciting and good when he's playing. He's one of my favorite players to watch on the NBA court. So I'm I'm happy that he's playing. I'm happy that he's back with his team. And, you know, the Nets are, have been doing better since he, he's come back. I think that they kind of got on LeBron a little bit. They had the little whole thing on there about how he be lying. But I think that they got on him a little bit because I don't think he said what people wanted him to say. And I think because of that, people were upset. They felt like he should be the savior and say how upset he is and come to the defense of Kyrie because he's the face of the league. But I don't think that that was LeBron's... I don't think he should have been the person to have, like, we should have forced him or put that much on him to do. That's not, of course he should just come out and say it, but I think that because he didn't say what people wanted him to say, people were upset. But my whole thing is, how about y'all get on his teammates? Because none of them came out publicly and said nothing that I know of. Um, Kevin Durant came out, but the only thing he said was that he wished it would have stayed in-house. So I think that because LeBron was the face of the league, they expected more from him. But if you follow LeBron, then you should have known that he wasn't going to give you what you wanted. So, anyway, glad that he's playing again. Uh, like I said, the NBA, there has been some surprising teams that I think that we thought were going to be better that kind of haven't been playing that great. How about the Bulls? Man, they have not been playing right they they are eleventh right now in the East. They they haven't had ball this season, and from the sound of it, I don't think he's coming back this season. So that's that's been disappointing. But the Bulls have been disappointing this season. You got Levine. You got um, they have just been disappointing, and you got a few other teams. I mean, the Sixers were disappointing this season when they when they started off. They, you know, people expected them to kind of start off faster than what they did, and then they had a whole bunch of injuries. Uh, you got the Heat, who are right now in seventh place, and they were lower than that, but they're kind of, they had injuries, so they're starting to get back into form. So you got a few teams. You got the Lakers. If you listen to my, my last episode called Bull Predictions with my cousin Gregory, I talked about how I thought the Lakers would be a top five team in the West if they were healthy. That was my caveat to that. And, of course, AD has been in and out this season. If they are healthy, I thought that the Lakers could be a top-five team in the East. Another one of my predictions was Tyrese Maxey making the all-star team as a reserve. I don't think that's going to happen now because he has been out injured for the past maybe month, month and a half. And I don't think that 
he'll make it just based off of time play. I don't think he'll be even be back by the end of this month. I don't think he's coming back until January and the All-Star game is in February. So I don't see him coming back or making the team as a reserve. But I, if he was not injured, Tyrese Maxey would have made that team. I don't care what nobody said because everybody keeps telling me I'm crazy. But Tyrese Maxey would have made the All-Star team as a reserve. Um, I think that the Sixers are getting into form. They're starting to play better. Hart and just came back uh, maybe about a week or two ago. He, he's, he looked amazing when the season started before he got hurt. And he's been playing great, distributing the ball, He's been uh, if he would have played this whole season currently and not getting not gotten hurt, I think he would have been top five in the league in assists. And then of course Joe is being Joe, the best big man in the game right now. He has been playing amazing. How he's not in the MVP conversation is crazy to me. He's leading the league and scoring once again, and he has been playing great. So we got some good teams in the East. Hopefully the Sixers will make it out the second round this year. But you, of course, have the Celtics who've been playing great. They're in first place. You got the Bucks. The Cavs have looked amazing this season. That They are going to be a, a tough out in the playoffs this year. But I'm excited for my Sixers. I think we will go further than the second round this year. I'm putting it in the atmosphere. Uh, I think that they will have a great season this year. Tobias has been playing good this year. I'm not a big Shake fan, but I will give him his props. He has been playing good, especially when uh, with Tyrese out and when Harden was out. De'Anthony Melton has probably been the best trade of the offseason <laughs> that the Sixers made, that any team has made, because he has been amazing. I, I believe he's leading the league in stills. His three-point shooting has been great. So it's just been amazing. Uh, I think it'll be a great year for the Sixers as long as I don't trade Niang. And I only don't want them to trade him because I just believe he's so cute. So don't trade Niang. He better stay on the team. Uh, but it's been, it's been even in the West, it's been some underwhelming teams with the, I would say with the Clippers, they were my pick to represent the West in the finals this year. If, again, if healthy. And Kawhi, man, he has just been in and out. And now we talk about AD being healthy and being in street clothes all the time. Kawhi is the same way. But, man, if he's healthy, I believe they can come out the East. I definitely didn't see Memphis being in first place right now. I definitely thought they would be top five in the in the West. Um, but, man, they, they, they have been amazing this year. And I'm sorry, I meant to say Clippers coming out the West, not the East previously but yes the Memphis man they have been they've been amazing they're in first place so it's going to be a good NBA season Luca man they got to get Luca some help they got to get Luca some help because man he's a problem but man he does so much they expect him to distribute the ball create shots for people score the ball rebound it's just like can y'all get Luca some help if they can get Lucas some help, Dallas will be a problem. But they just got to get Lucas some help, man. But listen, NBA season going to be crazy. We're coming up on All-Star Weekend. Hopefully some of the star players like uh, Maxi, because he's a star, and AD, hopefully they get healthy and we can have a good second half of the season after this All-Star break coming up in February. So I'm excited about the NBA. Then we got the WNBA. 
We got Las Vegas who won the WBA championship this year. Of course, we had the whole issue with Brittany Griner being over in prison over in Russia. She's back home. Glad she's back home, but I don't know about this dude we gave up, the, the Merchant of Death. <laughs> it's his nickname. Um, I don't know about that. I'm I'm a little on the fence about that. I that was a crazy trade that we had to give up for Britney. Um, I think that a lot of people gave Biden flack uh, before he he did the trade for not doing it sooner. But I think that what people got to understand is his whole priority was what's best for the country, and it should have been his priority. Like what is best for the country. Um, ultimately, they did the trade. I hope that this don't come back to bite the USA in the behind. But glad Brittany is home. Glad she's back with her family. She stated that she's going to be playing next uh, NBA WNBA season. So happy she's back. But man, I hope this merchant of death don't come back <laughs> and hurt the USA. Uh, but yeah, so it's been it's been. How about the Phillies? Man, who would have thought the Phillies would have went to the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, not the Super Bowl, the World Series. Like, I don't think anybody expected the Phillies to go to the World Series. That was an amazing, amazing run by the Phillies. I I, I really hope they that they would have won it. But they have done some good signings within the last week or two. Got a little pitching help. So... I think that next season will be another great season for them. I'm I'm excited for the Phillies, excited for what next season will bring. So it's been a good 2022 for sports. Um, like I said, it's been some things that has happened off the field that have that have been a little crazy, but it's been a good year for 20. Uh, it's been a good year for sports, 2022. Excited to see what 2023 will bring. And just want to thank everyone for listening. This has been my second year doing a podcast this year, and it's been a learning experience. It's been a great journey. It's been uh, a stepping out on faith uh, situation for me. So just want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank all of the guests that came on this year. I don't want to name names because I know I'm going to miss somebody and I don't want to miss anyone, but you know who you are. I want to thank all of you for coming on can't wait to bring you some more content in 2023, some new guests in 2023. Looking forward to it. And as you guys know, I always end the episode with giving, I usually do like the top five movies. I ask my guests to give their top five favorite movies or series. So since we're in the holiday season, Christmas is my favorite holiday. So I thought I would give my top five Christmas movies. And... These Christmas movies are in order from one to five, top five favorite Christmas movies. So let's start with number five. So number five for me, my top five favorite Christmas movie. And I'm coming in at number five is Deck the Halls. If you have not seen this movie, I, I always mention this movie and a lot of people say they've never seen it. If you have not seen it, please check it out. I believe it's actually on um HBO Max if I'm not mistaken and maybe I think I seen it on uh Netflix. So when you get a chance check out Deck the Halls. It's definitely a funny movie. Coming in at number 4 is Polar Express. Definitely a tearjerker. I think that everybody has seen Polar Express. Definitely a great movie. Coming in at number 3 is Home Alone. 
couldn't really decide between one and two. So they're kind of stuck in this third spot together, one and two. But Home Alone, definitely a all-time favorite Christmas movie. I'm kind of leaning towards one. I think this one is probably my all-time over two, um, Home Alone 2. Coming in at number two, The Santa Claus. Uh, I grew up on this movie. So I grew up watching this movie. I used to watch this movie all of the time. The Santa Claus is a great movie. And then coming in at number one, um, this is my all-time favorite I absolutely love this movie. Watch it multiple times during the holiday season and outside of the holiday season. And that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. One of the top five favorite Christmas movies. I don't care what you say, argue with your mother. I don't care. That is the top Christmas movie ever. That movie is hilarious. If you have not seen it, go see it. It's on, I believe that one is also on Netflix. Um, and it might be on demand too, I believe, but I'm not too sure. But make sure, spend some time with your family during this Christmas season. Have a movie night. Watch one of these movies. Just want to say during this holiday season, we have a lot of people who are going through and dealing with loss. This might be their first Christmas without a loved one who may have passed away. So please make sure we're praying for our friends and families. Make sure we're checking on our friends and families. You have a lot of people that deal with loneliness and depression and anxiety in this season. So please make sure you are checking on people, making sure that they're okay. And if you are personally listening to this and going through depression, anxiety, loneliness, just know that you are loved, you are needed. And you have people who love you, who need you, and who are there for you. So make sure you reach out, talk if you need to. Again, thank you guys for listening. I hope everyone has a great Christmas, a happy new year, and until next time. Guarantee it's going in. Yeah. Just pull up this spot for the win. Yeah. We got Nelly with the news, double lose, don't be misconstrued, these is all facts, from the contracts to the combat, from the end zone to who at back for the win, yeah, just pull up this spot for the win, yeah, pull up this spot for the win, just pull up this spot for the win.